Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. It is Monday. Welcome to your week. Uh, as always on Monday, if we are blessed to, and we are blessed today, to have the one and only, my co-host on Mondays, Sophie Ross. And I just want to point out, Sophie's mom and Nana is, is in town in New York right now, and she is taking the time to talk to us, even though I'm, maybe she's escaping them. I don't know. But they are visiting, and we still got her. So this is a high-profile <laughs> interview. But there are so many things happening in the entertainment Bravo universe this week that I know we need to get Sophie's opinions on. Sophie, how are you? Are you hanging in? 
I'm good. Actually, my grandma and mom were like, so how about we just listen in while you record? <laughs> I would, I was hoping to get them on. I was, when you told me, I was like, I hope they're on. Oh my God. Don't say that. That actually would have been funny, but I was like, no, like it's going to be, it would just involve so much editing for you because those are two women that don't stop talking ever. And I just don't want you to have to deal with that. Kobe, you act like that's a bad, that's really what <laughs> podcast is all predicated on are people just nonstop talking. That's amazing. Um, are, are you, are you hanging in though? But by the way, you guys, I'm barely hanging in there. Sophie was killing it on Twitter last night, but she was killing it really early in the night. And I was like, why are you not at a bar or with, on a date or something? And then I found out her mom and Nana, or is it grandma or Nana? How do you, Nana, Nana Jojo is her Nana name. Jo- Nana Jojo. She wrote the uh, hit song, Stay, Get Out. You guys know Jojo. <laughs> and, um, but I, I was, I do want to remind uh, Sophie, and I, this is how I know Sophie's mom is in town is that she posted something about TurboTax because today is the last day you can file your taxes. Oh, actually, wait, well, wait we're recording on Sunday. I'm be, sorry. It'll be Monday. I'm breaking the fourth wall. But you guys, it like I was, I was out and I saw that tweet and I, I had stomach issues for the rest of the night because it reminded me so much of my mom reminding me to do my taxes and I have not done my taxes yet. Wait, but yeah, yeah, that was, that's always me though. It really was me being like, oh shit, like my mom and grandma are in town. I won't be able to have fun if I like am worrying about my taxes. So I finally made myself do them on Saturday. I do this weird thing where like, I always get in my own way where I kind of wait till the final month. I'm a procrastinator in every sense of the word, but it works for me. Procrastinating works for me. So like, yeah. But my mom, like, it's like now it's constant messages. She's like, guess what I'm asking about? It is so sad that I have, like, that my mom still, I mean, it's sad on both of our parts that we are still in this weird rut where she's reminding me of things that I already know I'm supposed to do. But I think there's an internal self-hatred potentially with me where I'm like, yeah, come on, bring the government. Let's, what, what is the government going to do? <laughs> yeah, like, what's the IRS going to do about, yeah, but, like, my, like, yeah. incorrect? Wait, but I, I'm actually proud of myself. I've been doing my own taxes since I was 22, since I graduated. And I feel like I've met so many people recently whose parents still do their taxes or, I, like, I know whatever, that. Uh, they have a relative who's an accountant. They have no idea how taxes work. I'm like, that's kind of a skill. Like, I'm proud that I, even though I wait until the last second every single year, I'm so proud that I do them myself. Well, I used to file taxes as, uh, I mean, I still do as an actor or an acting teacher, and I would write off so many things. It'd be like, I saw that concert. That's art. That's a write-off. Well, this and- year, this year, if you're a freelancer, because, you know, your internet and all the stuff that you use to work yeah. from home, like, yeah. you, that, you need that. And I lost my job this year, so I feel like the IRS should just be like, hey, we're going to give this guy a pass. Yeah, it actually did seem, on TurboTax, I love how they have, like, the cute, fun little copy. They're like, <laughs> they're like, wait here, we hope this spinny wheel thing makes the time go by faster. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, we're getting you all the breaks you can get. Like, uh, they, like, try to be all, like, wink, wink and, like, nice about it, but they're like, we know this year was I, tough. I wish That's- there was... <laughs> I wish there was a button on TurboTax you could hit where it'd be like, are you willing to cheat just a little bit? And it'd be like, yeah, I'm willing to, I'm willing to fudge things. Like how serious are you about taxes, TurboTax, you know? Wait, uh, but that actually would be a good way to like see. 
they like are trying to get you they're like trying to see what your moral compass is because usually they check they they're like okay you're not you haven't fucked up big time oh by the way nana jojo said i cuss too much she said her and nana my jojo grandpa- is listening to this yeah she's listening no. with my grandfather papa tootie oh which i just found out nana jojo and papa tootie listen to this and they said why does she why does she curse so much it's because I do, Nana. I, I, no, I fault. do. It's my fault. I don't. And by the way, I don't. I hate that your grandparents are listening. I'm so sorry because this must. It must come off like a who's this smart ass man? No, and no. Then, they love you. They love you. No, 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 no. I, I can't help it. It is not my choice that my family members are obsessed with me. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just the name of the game. Being, I mean, you know, part, I'm the Kim Kardashian of my family. Wait, so. so do your, does your family read like your Jen Shaw, uh, Betches article or, and I mean, yeah, you, my dad, actually, my dad is never interested in like my pop. He's like, you know, your, your typical, like guys, guy, like he's not interested in any of that stuff. He has no idea when I watch Bravo, when I was living at home for nine months and every night it was, it was that at the beginning of the pandemic, Vanderpump, Summer House, and Top Chef. And like, it was just the most stacked lineup. But anyway, I'd be taking over the TV and he was like, this is so stupid. I hate this shit. But he emailed me just like a subject line. He was like, that Jen Shaw article was great. Oh, that's nice. So yeah, they like, yeah, my family's just- What if your dad was like, she's she's going to jail, isn't she? I'm, yeah, but yeah, I'm very lucky that my family is very supportive. I love all of them. Well, I love all of them too. Thank you so much for- (laughs) Uh, birthing Sophie and raising her right, except for the potty mouth that she has. Um, uh, the first story I want to, uh, I mean, we're going, uh, there's an obvious story that everybody probably thinks we would start off with, but I'm not going to do that because I want to start off with a good story or something that shows you potentially that um, people can change, that we want to have hope uh, for everybody, is that DJ James Kennedy propelled, uh, proposed to Raquel Levis this weekend, maybe this weekend or last week. Yes. And they are engaged, you guys. And there is a picture that they put up of uh, DJ James Kennedy uh, photographing, like doing a selfie of them kissing, supposedly after the engagement. See, Paul. like that is something that is making me excited to watch Vanderpump. That's, I gotta that's, say, I yeah. do want to see that. I got That was my first thought of, oh, thank God they're filming. Yeah. Oh my God. I was just thinking, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Yeah. They're filming right now. So we're going to see it. Like that's kind of like, they needed to inject some life in there, but I do think it's funny how, I mean, I don't blame them, but I just, how Bravo liberties always time, you know, weddings, engagements, like everything to make sure like yeah. filming, but like, of course, like viewers well, want to see that stuff. We've, we've watched their whole like journey. Yeah. No, I mean, and by the way, I think I mean, I, I do want to credit, uh, hopefully he is still, but DJ James Kennedy's sobriety seems like it's mm-hmm. fun to, it's changed him for the better, obviously, because there were so many rumors. And I don't even think rumors, I think we all kind of, there was that rumor about uh, him and Logan Noah. Remember that season that they supposedly, him and Logan hooked up, the 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 game? Oh, I like forgot that. Yeah, and Lala. Yeah, remember like, she, he was wasted that? at the 80s uh-huh. and that was, but Lala actually was on another podcast and somebody sent me clips and she was talking a little bit about that rumor and about her book that came out last week, Give Them Lala. And mm-hmm. I, so like, I want to see this, but then I got Her ghostwriter, by the way, I think her ghostwriter um, went to my college. I'm pretty sure. That? I have did they, mutual did they, friends. They... I have mutual friends with her who posted about it. And I was like, whoa. Oh. Oh, so, I didn't know. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna like say her name or out. No, no, no. 
but she she definitely has a ghostwriter or had a ghostwriter, obviously, which that shouldn't be surprising. It's uh, it's Judy Bloom. Um, <laughs> uh, but well, she, I got scared all of a sudden because I was like, I was thinking about Raquel and James getting engaged, and I was like, "Fuck, are we?" And this is where I don't want to see. I don't. Are we going to see a Lala uh, Rand wedding this season? When did they reschedule their wedding for? Because it was supposed to be April I last I year. I don't think they get. I don't think they have an official rescheduling date. She talked about it on this podcast, saying, "Oh, maybe in 2022." But I also think that people say things and then they save it for the show. So it might be a surprise. And we know Rand is filming for the show. The whole Vanderpump Rules cast was in Palm Springs last week. So when I went to Tom Tom for that friends and family night, all the cast like rented, they all production, I think rented them a house. And I think this is where that engagement took place. And Rand was there and they, they celebrated Lala's book book launch. Um, But I think that might be even an interesting way to start the season two of Let's get them all in a house, get them refamiliarized. And then they were like playing tennis together. And we see that Brock, Sheena's buff Australian dude, is a character. He's filming with them. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of positives to get myself excited. No, uh, I'm excited. I think that they did the right thing with the cast shakeup because I just remember, I can't remember like where I saw a clip of the reunion last year. And remember how cocky, oh, Charlie, when Charlie, remember her takedown of Jax at the reunion last <laughs> yeah, year? Yeah, old man, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was so self-satisfied. Yeah, that was incredible. They were so smug and self-satisfied, Stassi and all of them, even Lisa. Like, what is Lisa, like, what is Lisa's role going to be? I don't see, and, and thankfully she wasn't there at the Palm Springs house, or at least thought because she was at Tom Tom, and I literally watched her put the dog on the table, which by the way, I love dogs in restaurants. Are we allowed to put them fully on the table? Like their full bodies on the place where you eat? Is that? That sounds like a health code violation. (laughs) Let's get Tom Tom shut down before it opens. This is no, but it was fun. Like Ken was like hobbling in. Like Ken is always like, he's like a very kind of like, you know, he just, he seems like he's played a lot of sports. He's like hobbling all the time. And and Nicolaine, the designer of Tom Tom was with them. Even a year and a half ago when I was in Tom Tom or a year plus when I was in Tom Tom last, Nicolaine, the designer, was with them. And I'm like, is is this some weird like threesome couple? Because he seems like he's always following Lisa and Ken into Tom Tom at some point. Maybe. Know, like honestly, maybe. Like Lisa and Ken are I'm oh my god, I was about to cuss. I'm gonna try to watch my language. Okay. Um, Lisa and Ken are stone cold weirdos. I don't understand them. I don't understand them. Lane. Wait, do you remember Cedric? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, the, what the, happened to Cedric? Cedric? Guys, if you don't want Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Cedric was like Lisa's uh, kind of gay best friend that lived with Lisa. They, I think they provided, you know, because he was a, you know, he was friendly with Ken. Like he lived he was, in like their guest house and just lounged by the pool in a speedo every single day and just like was bankrolled. Just by laughed them. at what Lisa said, would say mean yeah. things about people Lisa hated. And it was kind of like a weird, I, I think it was like kind of a weird addition you could buy with Beverly Hills homes of like a sassy best friend, you know? Came yeah. Like I just don't get like, they're just so weird. It like is, I just, it is weird, but I, I got to say when I was at uh, Tom Tom and they built this out like the front uh, front patio that they didn't have last time. And it was really nice. I got to say, it's so alarming to be in public again, mm-hmm. but it is at the same time, there was something really nice. And, but it also kind of mm-hmm. feels like you're cheating. Like you're like, 
fuck, I'm going to get caught any second now. Like I'm doing something wrong, you know? It's so weird. Like I am, me and my mom and grandma are all fully vaccinated, but I was like in their hotel room with my mask fully on. And they were like, you can take off your mask. Like you don't have to like wear that all the time. I was like, Oh, like, I'm just so used to wearing a mask around like family members and older people. And like, yeah, I mean, everyone is still kind of wearing masks outside here, but it's like indoor, you know, we went to Saks today, like went to a store and like, it was like busy. Like it's, it's crazy. Like things are like back to normal here. It feels like, I mean, things are definitely more back. I saw a bar band outside of a bar last night. It was the first live music I have seen in a uh, year plus and it, you know, it, it was just some, you know, they're playing covers. And I got to tell you, it's like uh, there's an Eddie Murphy joke about if you, you, you give a starving man like Ritz cat crackers, they'll be like, damn, this is only crackers. Are you kidding me? This tastes amazing. And this bar band that was probably shitty. I was like, holy shit. This is like Radiohead up here. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I was so, exciting to see live music again but then i realized you you know you're the things that you didn't like before you know you start to remember you're like i was watching like some people drunkenly make out you know and literally like humping and i was like oh i forgot what that's like to watch and then i went to the bathroom and it's the first time i sat next to or uh, stood next to somebody at a urinal and i remember i got pee shy and i was like damn it i forgot about being pee shy <laughs> so if you don't know about this but guys can sometimes get pee shy if you're peeing next to another guy i know guy. i still i was having this conversation with like one of my guy friends the other day or like when i was hanging out with him and he it was so weird like i just i just the fact that when men go to the bathroom that they are just like right next to each other with their dicks out. Oh, yeah, like, you can tell when somebody's got like a, like you, when you hear a thunk, you know, you're like, oh, that guy's got a, you know, you're like, uh, my dad always did the joke of, you know, we go into your- oh, Wait, wait, wait. You're saying if you hear like a, like he's like <laughs> actually physically like, it's like dunking. He's, he's dunking. Unfurling, he's unfurling. He's unfurling his manhood onto the next, urinal. I peed next to Bolo last night from Atlanta. Oh. And no, but- my dad always made this dad joke. We would in the urinals. I hated this. He'd always be like, we'd be peeing next to urinals together. And he'd be like, Ooh, the water's cold and deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Our dads would get along whenever I'm in like CVS or wherever, whenever I was in CVS with my dad growing up, he'd be like, Sophie, I found the crabs medicine. <laughs> like, like across the store every time uh yeah he lives for uh family dinner or family dinners or restaurants where you know you get the oh let me taste this i hear it's poisonous oh yeah <laughs> you know like give me a bite of that i'll, I'll test if it's when poisonous the, when the waiter's like so what'd you think and it's like everyone has an empty plate and it's like we hated it can't yeah. you tell <laughs> And then when the check comes, what's the damage? Yeah, yeah, or when the check comes, uh, I got to go to the bathroom. You guys take care of this one. (laughs) After Um, you get out of the bathroom, shaking your hands, ready to rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) You ready to blow this popsicle stand? But I do, the older I get, the the more you, uh, you take on those dad mannerisms. And I don't even have kids, but I was like, I do say, I was talking to um, uh, my friend the other day and I was saying these, weird things well like what it was like uh something about like stick like glue or it was some bullshit that i heard my dad say and then i was like what is wrong like you're just a chip off the old block oh he'd be proud of me you know like oh by the way he found out our next story 
Well, so he is in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, right now, <gasps> visiting my 97-year-old Ohio. His mother for the first time since all of this started. And he finally got to go back. And my uncle and my uh my uh, I didn't cousin, know you had roots in Ohio, right? Yeah, that's where I was born in Columbus, Ohio. And wait. that's where my parents lived their whole lives or Buckeyes, uh, wait, Ohio State. Wait, why didn't we talk about this? I thought we did. I thought wait, maybe, my yeah. grandparents literally met Nana Jojo and Papa Tootie met at Ohio State. Yeah, they're my Buckeyes. My my grand my 97-year-old grandma still follows Buckeyes uh football. Wait, Nana Jojo would have loved oh my god, now she's gonna love you even more. She's gonna hear oh, that. Thankfully now I'm I'm winning. My I can't believe Ryan, how did we never you know I I'm from I, Ohio? You never brought it up. I thought I did sketchy i'm so scared i'm so sketchy i was so no but but you know my my dad went out to eat with my uncle david and my uh cousin abby and her boyfriend and they my abby if you're listening hi i think they listen to the podcast and th- my dad got to participate in a conversation about summer house and he was able to keep up because i had made him watch this show and abby and her boyfriend are friends and he was able to have a conversation about summer house and he said Wow. He said, are, he said, are you proud of me? Are you proud of me? To, uh-huh. am I, you know, and I was like, I am proud of you, dad. That's amazing that he was, uh, I'm finally the apple of his eye, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. That's, I mean, good for you getting your parents into it. I, yeah. Like I could never, I've tried, even my mom, she like is not into Bravo. She's like, she's very into like true crime and shit. Oh, but, um, oh wait, wait, wait. Breaking news, breaking news. This is sad. What? Uh, Trevor Noah and Minka, Minka Kelly split. Trevor TMZ just did a push alert. Trevor I Noah hate and you, Kelly Ryan. Are Splitsville? They just bought a mansion together, so they're they're wondering how. You know, it's a twenty-seven point five million, and this goes to show you, folks, love hard and realize love will not always be. There. What push notification do you have? TMZ. Oh. I get I get push notification. TMZ Daily Mail, like every. So my my phone is just like a waste of wait when you said this is sad and you were like super serious i was like oh my god it's like a celebrity death like my stomach just tightened in like a way, in a way it is take a death. years it off my is, life sometimes in a way it is a death sophie and we all know how hard it is to Minka kelly is someone that she's in the um olivia munn rita aura category kind well, of right that's now, a like, story well i know well, we'll get to that but i'm like i'm not I'm not sure what you do these days for a career, but I just know that you're always dating like celebrity men. That's all I know about you. If people are making brackets or any kind of like chart where they're charting your dating history, you might need to work on your dating history. You know, like if people are actively like studying your dating history, I don't know. I don't want to be too, but yeah. it's, it feels like that's weird. But, but by the way, to Summer House, this is the, the big thing that we wanted it that obviously people are waiting for us to talk about. Um, Luke Gulbrunson released a new set of rings this week. And I think everybody should go check it out on his website. It looks cool. Yeah, uh, Lauren, do, his uh, rings look great. I'm not a ring person. I never wear rings because I, I wash my hands and use hand sanitizer always have before COVID. But anyway, I want to get one of the joke. I I can't afford it right now, but I will eventually. And also shout out to like 200. They're like 200 ish dollars. I think. Oh, see, I can't. Yeah. But Heather, they're they're steep, but good quality. It seems like Heather, I think listens and she's a Patreon subscriber. She sent me a tiny bottle of grand Dom Karen Huber. (gasps) How does it smell? Uh, it's some, it smells amazing. It smells like victory, success. I, it smells like a second wind. I mean, it's, she it's, is. It's, she is a superstar. She really is, is 
the moment. No, I want to, I've heard good things about Ladam or yeah. is that what it's called? The fragrance? It's called, yeah, called Ladam. Yeah. Just Ladam. I've yeah. heard good things about it. I want to, I want to. By the way, it's it. still, it's like, it's, it, I think it's pretty pricey. I don't think you can find that at Ross yet. Like all the other housewives, uh, scents. Like, like Vicky's Vicky that, you, that you have. Um, uh, oh, okay. Wait a sec. This is funny. Raquel Levis just posted an Instagram with the ring and she's wearing a bracelet, like the kind that you get at Coachella to go in. And the bracelet says Raquel. So obviously they did a Coachella themed uh, oh, engagement party. Spring. So it's like they did a Rachella uh, bracelet instead That's of Coachella. cute. That's that is cute. cute. No, I like yeah. that. And there's a DJ set up. So it looks like they did a coach. I hope all the Vanderpump people are just like, high off their minds on molly just like like coachella where people are just losing their you know projectile vomiting i want to i just want like a like you know that Jax is spiraling oh he, he's gonna act like he has his hgtv show well, <laughs> he's gonna no, act like he has all of these tv it. deals but he leaving is this right he, leaving this right here folks and i'll just put an hgtv mug you could put any <laughs> like i have a spider-man mug i should be putting this right here like just so like i might be the new spider-man guys of course summer house we're just so excited i think because i think we're both relieved of this next story in some ways and i know some people love her some people don't i and i also i did get one message last week just one that said this is it's not fun how hard we went in on hannah uh but you know uh, t- t- all of this stuff is in good fun but also i was very angry at hannah and but- also can i just say that I, something that i like to do is literally just psychoanalyze people in general yeah. so i know that's not always like a good thing that i like to psychoanalyze people and i talk about that but like i just love like this is why i love bravo you get to like well, analyze people's behavior. It's also, I mean, it, it, uh, for me, it started like with, with kids when everybody liked pro wrestlers and, you know, they got really into pro wrestlers. To me, Bravo is a little bit of that same vibe in that you get so passionate where you have arguments. And it's what I imagine like sports. You're a sports fan. I, I'm not, you know, fully a sports fan. Just one sport. Just you're, one sport. Just, you're football, it's football time, baby. <laughs> uh, but so we got this message on Friday night, which of course a Friday night posting. Um, this past year has been one of the most important in my life for self-reflection, love, and learning a lot of shit. I've welcomed new career ventures, challenges, and obstacles, and opportunities for growth. As we climb out of the emotional trenches of 2020, I look forward to an exciting summer, but with mixed emotions, I'm announcing I won't be spending it living in the summer house. Uh, what if she was like, I'll be living in a teepee far behind the summer. No, these last three summers have truly been a whirlwind and the show has without a doubt changed my life and will forever be thankful for the platform it has provided me. Making people laugh is what brings me joy. And I am so excited to announce that I will be spending this summer touring my standup and telling fart jokes at comedy clubs and theaters near you more dates and tickets to come soon, but I cannot wait to see you all in person. Now, the thing is, I saw this post when it came out and I thought it was literally just announcing she was doing a stand-up tour because I it was too long for me to read. So I thought I was like, oh, it's just a stand-up tour thing. And then I was like, oh, wait a sec. She's actually saying more here. And I, I don't went- follow her. I don't follow her. So I got so many DMs being like, it happened. And I was like, wait, what? What happened? And then I was like, oh, Hannah, my first thought was to check Hannah's Instagram. So. With Bravo, I want to remind people with all of Bravo, Bravo usually gives uh, the person on the show the first option, uh, the, the the first, they're allowed to let, they allow all of their cast members, whether it be Jax, whether it be to say, 
to make the announcement first. Bravo will not say we have uh, let this person go. We have not picked up their contract. Bravo stays out of that kind of stuff. So that is up in the air, of course. Did uh, Hannah leave or was she uh, her contract not picked up? Fired. I will tell yes, you. Yes, I do know. I do know from sources uh, she was not uh, her contract was not picked up. So, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, but I it's it's not. Bravo doesn't treat it dramatically like we take it. It's a it's a pure it's a business. business. It's a business decision. It's uh, there is something to be said. The ratings have gone down the last two seasons, even though I've enjoyed the last two seasons more than the first three. The ratings have gone down, but also Bravo's ratings have been down across the board on every one of their shows. I think Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week will break that trend. I think that is going to get bigger ratings potentially, but who knows? Um but yeah, that's what we got. Um, and it's a Friday night news drop, which always you got to pay attention to those. That's exactly, uh, Jax did the exact time, I think, maybe by t- maybe an hour or two later. Jax released his, uh, him and Brittany being uh, choosing to go at that time as well. So I always think that's funny when they all con- kind of follow this pattern. And I don't know if publicists encourage people to leak that news to not have it be in the main news feed for that week, you know? Yes, for sure. For sure. That's like a common thing with like Friday night, like PR, they're trying to bury the news. Like she didn't want it to be a story because it's embarrassing. Like to me, it's very obvious because she was posting memes like about season six. Like she clearly thought she was coming back. And I think that, you know, the entire internet calling for her to get, like there just isn't a, at least on Twitter, there are really no Hannah fans left. my thing is to, and if like, if Hannah wants to go do, but by the way, I was trying to imagine Hannah stand up and I was like, wouldn't it be funny if it was just like, what's the deal with Luke? Huh? Like, what is it? If it's all summer house stand up, you know, like, her, her isn't tweet, it weird when Kyle does tweeted, this? She tweeted the other day. What if, what if, um, farts are just ghost demons leaving your body? You know what? I've always wondered. I've always wondered the exact like, cool, like, cool joke. Like, I don't understand. Like bodily function humor. Well, like that's least, just like not. It's at not- least we know she didn't steal that one. I mean, that's had to have been a Hannah original, right? I guess. Yeah. Cause no one else would think that's fun. I just like, I, yeah, I'm sorry. We're already going in too hard. No, no, no. She got into a, I mean, she got into it. I think the account is, I want to credit this right. Build up babes. Maybe the account was. Oh yeah. Who had called her on all of these stolen uh, tweets and all of this stuff. She commented and she said in the last two years, she's donated over $50,000. Which came from Giggly Squad. It came from the money that they raised from their fans from Giggly, it wasn't her personal money that she donated, first of all. Okay. Oh, I wouldn't imagine. I, I mean, honestly, and, be, and no, this is no shade. I wouldn't imagine Hannah would have, like, if Hannah has 50 grand to, like, get, I mean, uh, kudos to her, but I, I just, I think I that would be impossible. I have a screenshot of the comment. Yeah, please. I yeah, it. I would love to read the comment. Yeah. Um, let me dig it up in my DMs because I did get um, sent a bunch of DMs about this and I have it. Uh, Sierra Sierra said that uh, on the, the post that I love you and did like one an emoji like a I think a yeah. or something. Yes. Um, you know, she, no. She did, and and Hannah seems to like a lot of you know people in the comments are like you're on to bigger and better things, like blah blah blah. Of course, uh, you know what's so funny? I do. I gotta say, this is how psycho. Oh, I, I found am. the comment. I found the what's comment. What's the comment? Okay, it said, and she deleted this. By the way, she commented and deleted it. 
She okay. said, I've donated over 50K to men. And this was when Build Up Babes was basically this account, this Bravo account was, um, I think it was just a post about the Luke, the Luke situation again, and the comments that Hannah has made that are really horrible. And she goes, I've donated over 50K to mental health organizations in the last three years. I apologized to Luke and his mom over a year ago for this. I hadn't used his name. She said she called him rings on the, on the podcast that she was talking about him on. Um, I hadn't used his name and it was before he was on summer house when it airs. It was a bad joke about how single I was and how I was feeling emotionally manipulated by a man who was using me and confusing me for months. I'm human and I'm sorry for making fun of suicide ideation. So she still took a shot That's at That's not in but see that you can't apologize and then take a shot at somebody in the same apology, whether it be true or not. And by the way, I'm not saying like I mean, obviously Luke is a fuckboy. I've never said anything, but I also think it is not the situation that Hannah Hannah's a very strong woman. Like Hannah is a very strong woman that obviously she is steadfast and she will not back down. She doesn't like, she will not accept blame. She will not this. So I don't look, I don't view Hannah as a weak person at all. I view Hannah as almost, she could afford to be a little bit more, um, uh, humble. No, well, humble. Sure. But also just uh, empathetic. She can be empathetic. And I feel like, I don't think she can. I don't know if she's capable of empathy. That's that's what season five made me like really concerned about her. I'm like, I from what I've seen, the look on her face at the reunion when Carl was crying and Amanda was crying, I did not see one single ounce of empathy on her face. Like, I don't know if she's capable of empathy. Just saying. I think I think Hannah is also the type of person that her and this is I'm not saying this is good or bad, but I think she is laser focused on her career or getting herself to that next level. And that's why I think her friendships might not be actual friendships. They are kind of steps to the next platform. I think she you doesn't know. view relationships the way we potentially she views view relationships it. as transactional. It seems like, yeah. Like, a, you, by the way, there's you, nothing saying you don't have to, you have to view relationships a certain way, you know, is Paige definitely getting asked back? Did she get asked back? Do you have any? I, um, I'm hearing most likely Paige and Sierra will be asked back. Um, but by the way, I'm kind of fascinated I'm fascinated to see if how they are as people away from Hannah. And I'm kind of yeah. fascinated to see what they bring to it. And by the way, I'm like summer house season six might be a complete flop. Who knows? I, but I will say it, it, it's going to be fun to see the only set. There was one iota. I'm talking 10% of me that was like, I, w- I wonder, I wonder, I wanted to see how summer house dug themselves out of the hole with Hannah, with Hannah. Like there was one part of me that was like, how does this happen? Will she, she pays attention to all of this stuff. Will she perform a redemption arc? Will she uh, act like she's I knew it was, she went, she went too far. That's the problem. You will only are, you know, given a redemption arc. If you keep things kind of like to Bravo standards, she went way too low, like in every multiple ways, multiple ways. Like she just went way too low with her behavior that like, there is no coming back from that. And there is no redemption from that. And I also think just like the likability factor just isn't there, but Paige and Sierra, I could honestly do without, I'm like, I'm fine. Like if they come back, like I am interested to see, you know, how they are without Hannah, 
Um, I don't think they brought anything. I don't think Paige has really brought anything at all in her three seasons that she's been on the show. So but like, I, I be, but one of those things, I, I enjoy Paige's smart ass comments. I do. I mean, I will admit that I, I mean, but I, but I want to, I want to see who she is without that. I want, because it's easy yeah. to comment on something. That's what I've based my entire career on right now, but it, it's harder to actually provide to a storyline or something. And I, no, that sounds potentially sky psychotic talking about reality as storylines, but that's what these things are. You yeah. know, you, even producers are looking for storylines. Um, I am so curious to hear what the cast's reaction to this. I was wondering how big Kyle was smiling when the news broke. How soon did they know? Um, I, I would love to know the behind the scenes conversations Same. on all of this. Same. So I would have loved to see Hannah's. It's Hannah is kind of like a Jack's thing where I'm like, I want to see how much she's spiraling from this. Cause you know that she's not happy about it. Like, that is someone who wants camera time. Her and Des both want camera time. Like that yeah, has to and be. Now, and what's going to happen with her and Paige and Giggly Squad? Like I was, I was talking to my buddy Nick and him and his uh, wife watch it together. And they were, he, you know, he's not really into reality shows, but he was like that Des guy. He, he's like, we saw him a couple episodes. And he goes, that guy thought he was going to be like a reality star. Didn't he? Like he came in hot. And he was all about it. So I wonder if there is a portion of, I'm not saying Des doesn't love Hannah, but I am saying, I wonder if there's disappointment on Des's side of, I don't potentially oh, get to be on TV, you know? 1000. That's why it's like you, like, I honestly, like, I feel kind of sad that she's in this position because like, I mean, I don't feel sad, but I kind of feel bad for her because, you know, she's engaged to this guy that it seems like he kind of was using her to get on the show. He's been engaged to a reality star that before. That is so weird to me. Is that and like, we don't talk about it enough that he was engaged to a reality star in China. So he's already a, engaged to a reality star. Maybe there's a Raya for reality stars and we're just giving him a hard time. And that's just the app he uses, you know, like maybe it's just oh all reality God. stars. Um, it, but you know, we did, I just said this idea and, and I think it's still like people listen to us or any podcast dissect all of these moments. I'm telling Bravo though. I think it would be really like, they should do a behind the scenes of how they prepare for a season. Like let us in on this process. And I personally think it would let us enjoy that season even more. If we knew their battles or debates, I want to see the passion that gets these shows put together. If there is passion or not, No, they can't break the fourth wall like that. Uh I'm telling you that's where things will be headed eventually. And the first person, the first streaming service to do this, they are going to win. This is like the space race to me. They need to, to do this. This um, is our version of the space race. Did Paige say anything? Did Paige react? Uh, did you see any reactions? The Hannah's? Or any, yeah. Did I, I did not see a did Paige Carl reaction. Did anything? I figured one um, of them would like say a comment or something. I have not seen the only one. I haven't checked like the Summer House Reddit in a couple of days, but when that happened, I guess Friday night, I was I was scrolling the Reddit and I know people posted Sierra's comment, so I didn't see anything otherwise because I think people would have posted the other comments. Luca, Luke posted uh from his cabin he uh installed some wood so that was luke's reaction and um <laughs> somebody a listener wrote in a listener him. wrote in saying the what are they saying like um oh they're just saying something about like well the reason luke didn't have sex with hannah and the reason but they, that we heard him messing around for two hours is probably because he i somebody said they thought luke was going to bring up at the reunion that the reason why they didn't have sex was because he couldn't keep it hard with Hannah. 
And I was like, no, I was like, geez, Louise, that is insane. It doesn't sound like they ever even like got that far. Like it's, it sounds like she was holding off at first and then it like, and then by the time, you know, it just, yeah, who cares? Who cares? I don't want to talk about Luke and Hannah anymore, but my sister just started watching. Um, I mean, I will always want to talk shit about Summer House, but I mean the Luke Hannah situation ship, but my sister just started Summer House at season three per my advice. And she's just now getting to season five. And I'm like, just wait. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is great. It's, it's like, it's like Potomac got so, I mean, to me, just like a stellar um, season on season five. Amazing. Um, so to, to move past summer house, uh, a hair, we have real housewives of Beverly Hills premiering this week, this Wednesday folks. So that is very exciting. New York is on Tuesdays as always. And they're, they've got a slow start, but I don't dislike it. It's just, very slow and you realize I didn't that, even watch I didn't even watch the most recent episode of New York well, Sophie, completely forgot to watch it you know they only have five cast members so they they did a at Ramona's house they did a burning man themed party in Ramona's backyard and it was set up beautifully but um Ebony went to bed early and then it, it's when you only have four cast members and then Leah then goes checks in on Ebony and then you have three cast members and it's just too much work for these ladies to and by the way, I will watch Ramona and Sonia and Luann. I mean, they are so fun to watch in their behavior, but it's still, you get the sense that they're like, they're really working. You know, they're like really having to put in the hours because there's not more women to pick up the slack. So it's like this weird uh, experiment, but I really think from here on out, you got to have seven ladies. You just got to, you know? There's probably, I imagine after this season, there's going to be some sort of like, shake up for sure on new york like, definitely a shake up but just add more people and you're gonna you're gonna save other jobs that way for other housewives because yeah. now such a focus is on each one of these housewives where you get the fans riled up where they immediately go leah fucking sucks leah sucks get her out like people have been really insanely harsh and i know i'm in love with leah but um did you see wait did i ask you did you see that photo of pita chip the guy that she's supposed wait, to wait, wait, no, where's the photo? Uh, I was being passed around a bunch of group. I'll send it to you after this, but send it to me. He looks like a blockhead. He looks like, and I'm like, this is the fucking guy. Like this. I sorry, sorry, Nana. Uh, this is the guy. I was so upset because I was like, if this is the kind of guy she's going for, I could definitely date Leah McSweeney. Uh, except that I don't own a PETA business, but the guy, I'm not, it shocks me what some women are attracted to. And it also comforts Well, me. that's why I, I say this a lot. It's not about like physical appearance. I feel like when it comes to a lot of, um, you know, heterosexual women, it's like more about like the swagger and the personality oh, when it, God. and I feel like men are just, it's just, I feel like men are just more shallow in general. But yes, like, of course. Yeah. But they, so, yeah. the men are shallow, and I think women. But it's it like doesn't sound like he thing. has a good personality either. So I don't think I don't think he does. But anyways, yeah. and somebody said they were. Somebody said that the rumor is that they've been dating for years and not more. And I'm like, I don't think Leah would be dating this guy for years and not say it. Like, what's the right. benefit of her not? What's the benefit of her saying she's casually dating a guy that actually? How do you say like Oxom's razor? Is that how oh, you Oxom's say razor? It? Yeah, 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 yeah. I look at things with an Oxom's razor. I feel like. Where I'm just like, if you read, I feel like so many people are so like every rumor they read about these Bravo stars where they're like, well, what if this, like, what if I'm like, can we just be like, you know, rational for a second and just like, think about what's logical. Like I mean, why, I, what's the, what's the point of hiding a relationship like that? 
if heaven exists, we need a machine. Heaven better have a machine where you get to find out if things were rumors or just what it was. Because some things just are what it, it is what it is. You know, like I know it might be boring. People get sick of each other. Like some things are what they are and that's it. But we do, and I do this myself, I want, and this is why people are so hopped up on aliens and QAnon. We want to believe the exciting story. And guess what? Sometimes life isn't exciting. Sometimes people just don't like each other. Sometimes people cheat because they're drunk and that's it. There's no big story. Some people, you know, theories i like can't get behind most conspiracy theories because i'm like this just isn't logical i'm just a logical person I, it's fun to believe, but some things it just is what it is. But the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills taglines for season 11, um, these are the taglines. I wanted to get your opinion on them. So Kyle Richards, hers for this season is, this town is a game of chess, but no one's taking this queen down. What's your opinion on that? This town of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Beverly Hills, the town. The town like, that's uh, Beverly Hills. I am. And the queen, taking that from Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, the queen delete. The queen is also a weird move because I remember she criticized Lisa for, for calling herself the queen. Yeah, exactly. But the housewives are always funny because you, the taglines are so sometimes so cheesy because it will involve something that you see later in the season. So like we could say, but like, what if, like, what if like this also means that like Kyle Richards deals with a nemesis. That's like a drag version of Kyle Richards. And she keeps calling her the queen. I was trying to think of different ways this could play into the season, but I think it is what it is. And just Kyle Richards is the head of Beverly Hills right now, you know, or so she thinks. Yeah. So Lisa Rinna's, are this my lips are legendary dot 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 and they will never gloss over the truth shut up about your disgusting lips. well wait wait your lips aren't legendary i mean if they're legendary it's because they got mangled in too many plastic surgeries i the fact that lisa rinna has rinna beauty i was like is this like the biggest punk brand ever why would anybody okay i know there's so many rinna fans out there i get it i get that you love a strong um, woman that starts trouble everywhere she goes and pimps out her daughter to older <laughs> men. I get it. I get you love those things. But the the gloss thing, I know one of her big plot lines this season is the launch of her Rinna makeup line. And like, how ballsy is it? Like how, I feel like she's gaslighting us into actually thinking her lips are good and her lips were mangled. Are you kidding me? I know they're just, someone, on, I love how people on Twitter describe them as like prolapsed. I think is the word, <laughs> and it's like the perfect word to describe that. Oh, Jesus God! <laughs> oh my God! Um, so the 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 new girl, uh, this is uh, Crystal Kung Minkoff. Yes, uh, I believe she is Asian American. So I'm really so scared potentially for what crystal you know we saw what happened with tiffany moon on dallas and i'm very scared and hopefully in fact i mean the season was already shot so we will get the honest reactions of all of these ladies but man it was so hard to watch you guys know you guys have heard me talk about tiffany and and really all that whole thing that shit that happened with Cameron Westcott this past week. I don't watch Dallas because I haven't been able to watch it from the beginning anywhere. And I want to get all the context, but I was reading about all of the Dallas stuff that was happening. It's why Bravo needs to do a better job of like wrangling. 
of wrangling of like supporting you know the the cast members that are you know people of color and they're just thrown into these casts with all white people like they need like you can't just throw them to the wolves like that like that is like uh, it just from what I was reading again I don't watch Dallas so there's only so much that I know about the situation but it seems like you know that what's her name Cameron Westcott needs to be fired right now and Bravo still hasn't fired her no I mean and and her chart and court and horrible no these are her like wait wait so I was yeah again chart is her husband and chart is court's brother and it's her brother-in-law but they were really brassy and talking about anti-racism is racism over Twitter. Yes, and compared to Nazi thing. Germany. And they also said that Tiffany as a doctor was like going to work well, home all the time. The, the trouble of this is, is that the Westcott's uh, chart and court's father is a donor at the hospital where uh, she's an anesthesiologist, Dr. Tiffany Moon. So uh, Chart said, oh, I've only met you twice. And once you were so drunk at a party we were at, you had to be carried out or something, which you can't mess around with somebody's job like that. And you're affecting donors at the hospital. It crosses over from fun, uh, horrible housewives antics to, yo, you, you know, job like actual jobs and kids need to be like no like off they limits. Can't be, they can't be fair game. Um, and also the fact that, you know, unless, unless it's something where you're harming kids, that's part of you. Like, I mean, there's obvious things where they should be able to be brought up, but this is crazy. And I really don't know what's going to happen, but Cameron, like Cameron should also know what she brings to the show. And she brings a ditzy blonde haired woman's take that is sometimes really hysterical in how she views and says things, but the reality of her character and situation gets so much darker now. And I think after the year we've been, you know, we've been given and been a part of, it is so hard to think of the reality of what her day-to-day life is. It's not so cute and funny. It it is kind of just, it it becomes less funny to laugh at Cameron when, but it's another thing. It, It very is. I I don't want to, I hate to draw the correlation, but it is true. There are women like Hannah and women like Cameron where they're not apologizing. They're not like saying, okay, they, they, because they're such strong women that I think they don't think that. Don't. Okay. But also like, I, I don't think that being a strong woman equates to doubling down when you've messed up. I think that those are like separate things. I think that maybe the right word is, um, like freaking what's a good word for like you're so stuck in your own ways that you would never ever want to take accountability or responsibility when you're wrong anyway that's that's how i'm that's how i'm seeing it and the fact that hannah posted a tiffany tiffany i guess posted don't let others darkness like dim your light or something and hannah, and hannah posted the quote like making it about her it's like you are the darkness we love to make things about ourselves. I mean, we just can't stop making. I know. About yeah, ourselves. I feel. But like you said, that's like that is something accusing her of showing up to work to her very serious job. It's different, you know. If someone was accusing a writer of showing up to work, I'd be like, who cares? But she's an anesthesiologist, doctor. Like she, like freaking, you know, people's lives are at stake. I saw somebody and- comment on Twitter, uh, which really is a cesspool. Um, but uh, w- one woman said. I definitely wouldn't want her as my anesthesiologist right, after this like season. That. And I was like, what the, I definitely would want her. Like, I, what are you, t- what, what season did you watch that you wouldn't, cause she can cut loose with some girls that are cutting loose even 10 times harder than her. Right. Like from everything I've heard, Tiffany is clearly the 
fan favorite by a long shot. So, um, yeah, but like those kinds of comments are, would affect her livelihood. So I absolutely understand like her getting lawyers involved, like that, like what they said, the Westcott's like beyond fucked up. We'll get back to the taglines in one sec. The last thing I wanted to say though, is it also, you know, you can, you can, I know it's like my, my main thing is like, oh, equal rights for everybody. And that's why I'm livid, but I'm also livid. I'm livid in a a superficial way too, because I feel like when people like Tiffany or potentially people like Crystal from Beverly Hills has to sit and teach or has to let people's like real thoughts come out about their ethnicities or all of this stuff, it, it takes away from the fact that we are missing. Tiffany might be full blown crazy as a person. And we now have to stop to learn things when Tiffany is not being able to let her full freak flag fly. You know what I'm saying? Like we want these ladies to be housewives. We want them to uh, be crazy and get us angry. And we, you know, like, so it's weird when we're having to take seasons out to catch everybody up to speed. And then like, cause by the way, I love Tiffany Moon, but I'm not saying that in next season or the season after, I will not hate her. I will be so angry at something she did because I want her to have that opportunity that all these other opportunities to other housewives where I can hate them. Like I want to hate equally. I want Tiffany to be able to be batshit crazy and not have it anything to do with her being Asian American or a doctor, you know, like I, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, and we'll see what happens with, um, with Crystal on Beverly Hills, I'm like definitely very hopeful about, you know, that it's handled correctly and that she doesn't, you know, face the Tiffany treatment because that's all, especially with like the social media users who are going after yeah. Tiffany, also like Asians who watch Bravo. Like that's like an account on. Yeah. Instagram. I talked to like, Asians who watch Bravo this God, week. It's just awful. People, people can be awful. And I, yeah, I'm, I feel like Crystal from everything I have seen will be like a fabulous addition. So I'm excited. Well, let's see if you like her tagline. Her tagline is Hollywood is full of pretenders and I slay them all. I I like that. I liked it. Well, I think her husband is a Hollywood producer, but it also could mean she's a serial killer that she's actually (laughs) killing people in Hollywood, which would be amazing if that were true. So the next one is Garcelle Bouvet. Uh, hers is, if you want a starring role in my life, you better drop the act. Yeah, cute. I liked it. Uh, yeah. I like it. Um, I do want to point out, it is very, last season they had Garcelle where she kept using the, using the I'm filming Coming to America, the sequel. I'm not going to be there. I'm, I'm very busy filming. I watched that effing movie. She's in it for 30 effing seconds, you guys. This is so crazy. Like, I, is she lying? Did she get cut out of everything? She's has like two lines in the movie. And I'm like, how did she keep using this as an excuse? No offense to Garcelle. Work is work, but come on. Did you see the clip, the preview clip that's like um, where Rena is like, so like the thing with like me and Garcelle and like our work and Garcelle's like, when was the last time Rena even spoke for 30 seconds in anything? So at well, least I mean, Garcelle's getting a job. <laughs> well, I think all of these ladies in Beverly Hills especially consider this a role. Like this is on their IMDb page almost. Well, you know? paid, yeah. Um, uh, but you remember last season when Kyle kept talking about going to film Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis? And she, she was like, I was so busy last. I filmed Halloween for months. And I kept cracking up. They they delayed the release of Halloween because of the pandemic. I think it's going to come out this October. 
but it was hysterical because I was like, you know, and she blamed getting like the bangs, yeah, the bangs haircut beyond that movie. And I was like, wouldn't it be funny if like you see Halloween and she's just like a background extra? Like you just see a lady with horrible bangs in the background. You're like, that's Kyle. That's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> or if like, I mean, we'll just fix the cutter, cutting room floor. What do they say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the cutting room. Uh, okay, here's the big one. Uh, Erica Jane, the strongest substance on earth isn't diamonds. It's me. I hate her. That's Sorry, so, that's a strong word, but like. A bad, I think it's a bad tagline. You've got to read the room. Yeah, read the, the room. What yeah, it's like what like even in that preview, Eric was like, people with bigger, bigger lives have bigger problems. Like the bigger the life, the bigger the problems. And it's like, oh, no, like a lot oh. of people have way more problems than you could ever know about, Erica. Miss like Beverly Hills Mansion scamming money from orphans. We got a uh, paparazzi photo this weekend, you guys, of Erica Jane um, uh, walking out of her house and really done up for the, she's a presenter at the MTV Movie Awards, which is just like, it's wild that they're pushing her to do things like this. Guys, no matter if she, I mean, she, she's complicit in certain ways. And I don't feel like her, she, she refused to do Watch What Happens Live uh, or she's not doing it with the other ladies the, this this week on Watch What Happens Live. All the ladies except for Erica Jane is coming on. There was a rumor put out there that she didn't she she would only come on if the questions were approved. Andy says that is not true, but I do think it is interesting. She's not going to be on there, but I do have to. I think Erica is not realizing what a rocky road, and not just in terms of her what she's dealing with with her husband. But she's got a rocky road in terms of public perception. I, I think she might not be reading what's happening out there and that this is a real thing. We don't want to see you in full glam and all that stuff. I don't think. She's a narcissist. And it's like, I feel like so many, it even, I mean, not to compare to like OJ Simpson, but remember when OJ Simpson was like found not guilty and he's like, well, let's find who really did this. Like they think that because they haven't been charged or proven guilty that the public just has to assume that they're innocent. It's like, that's not how this works, Erica. All signs are leading to you knowing what was happening. And also um, I've been rewatching Beverly Hills and um, just watching the amount of frivolous, like the, it's just in the lens of what we know now, just watching Erica's spending now is so disturbing. She bought, I think, one of the new housewives, I think Eden, one of the one of the one season wonders, I think, when she met Eden her Sassoon. Husband. Or maybe it was Dory. Maybe actually, maybe it was Dory. I don't remember. But she when she met them for the first time, she she brought this person a Chanel bag. That's her gift to just bring a and it's like that is even like the richest people on earth. That is not money that you just throw a Chanel bag to give to like a random person. Like I when always, you, I always think about any famous person when you see them buy these cars and all of this insanity. I always just want to fast forward like fifty years from now and see where life is because I always wonder if they think, "Did I really need all of those Ferraris in the eighties? I literally have nothing right now." Like you know, it's like I, I do, I do. There is, I think. I'm excited. I'm excited, but I, I'm frugal because my parents have taught me to be frugal and that, you know, like I don't get, I don't, I have a Corolla. I mean, like I, I don't have tons of things because I want to be able to survive, you know, like it's, yeah. I don't know. Like if Erica just kept asking Tom for like, instead of jewelry, will you just give me money? Like, just give me the money that I can oh, put and away. Her Cartier, her Cartier Panther ring. That's like, 
$65,000 or something. Just everything that you watch now that Erica has spent money on, I'm like, where did that money come from? I like, start to believe there's no wealth. There's no actual wealth. It's all just anybody that has money, it just eventually got it got it got by like stealing from people. It got, you know, like I, I sometimes wonder in terms of celebrities, especially nobody's money seems to be on the up and up. And we already saw a clip this week, you guys, a real house of the Beverly Hills of Dorit in a McLaren, a new $250,000 car, which I'm sure she just rented for the day mm-hmm. at her house. And they're putting price tags up. And I'm like, has, is nobody learning? Is nobody is, I, if I was a housewife, I'd literally be just in like, just like uh, just a black sweater and black jeans every scene. I don't want any, like I would never be talking about money. I would just try to get into conflict, but never, like I wouldn't even let him film at my house. Like these things will all come up in court cases. I get I get worried for Dorit and PK on a daily basis. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, it's all for show though. That's like what it is. It's more important for them to keep up the illusion than for them to like make, smart, logical choices. The perception. Um, Yeah. yeah, It's like the perception. It's just, yeah, it's wild. And we've seen this with how many housewives that like have had financial issues that are like, you know, they come back the next season more flaunting more than ever, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like overcompensating. Speaking of Dorit, Dorit's is dress like there's no tomorrow and then tomorrow do it again. So stupid. I don't even, yeah. So it's like, okay, I, I think her plot line must be involving clothes this season. Um, yeah, like but mine was, I I wanted, I had written her one that I was like, um, don't ever try to buka this Beppo. And that I would that have been nice way better. Color. Yeah. Uh, and then my favorite uh, cast member who I have high hopes for this season, she has gotten a diamond. She is not a friend of Sutton Strack. Anyone who doubts my exquisite manners can kiss my exquisite derriere. Love it. I love it. It's like the Southern, like, yeah. But it is weird though. It's hard. I don't, I don't want to think about Sutton's derriere. I don't know. It's, I, I feel it's like, she's like a, I don't know. Um, I think it's cute. Okay. So those are the Beverly Hills uh, taglines moving on. I know we only got a little bit more here. Uh, John Mulaney, you guys, John Mulaney has had a rough 2021 and his ex-wife, uh, is probably having a tougher 2021. Uh, John Mulaney has gotten out of a, um, a 60 day rehab. He had checked himself in uh, for substance abuse, alcohol, and cocaine, supposedly. Uh, he, at the city winery, I think, I, I'm not sure where that is, but he did a, a four night stand up tour this past yeah. week. Yeah. And we've gotten reviews that said it was, you know, a really, you know, he was workshopping a lot of things and he was talking about his. Uh, rehab and his uh, intervention Mm -hmm. where I think he said something he's like oh my god I have because it was celebrities and then his regular friends were all there and he said something of this like oh my god eight of the funniest people I know in my world are in this room and nobody is being funny you know like like and they're not being funny that's so interesting that's interesting to hear the insight behind like you know that actually there had to be an intervention like that is you know, I think really he was serious. pretty bad, bad off. And I remember seeing one of John Mulaney's first comedy specials where he talked about not uh, doing drinks and drugs since he was in college or something. And, you know, and I was always, I was always really impressed by that because I just like, wow, like to, to the foresight to know that you have a problem. And Philip Seymour Hoffman had an actual uh, a really kind of fall that led to his death that was similar of like, you know, you start with a couple drinks you're like, okay, I'm an adult. It's been 15 years since I last had anything. I think I, I probably didn't have the disease like I thought I did. 
And then with Philip Seymour Hoffman, it led to uh, eventual heroin use, which led to his overdose and death. And John Mulaney, I mean, you know, you just never know where these things can go and drugs these days. I was watching that two-part op- opioid documentary on HBO, which is really worth everybody check checking out. Um, I think it's called The Great Walk. Oh, the, the, the Crime the, of the Century or Yeah, The something? Crime of the Century. The Crime yeah. of the Century. Really, really in so scary about the opioid crisis. But John Mulaney, so he's, he's, he's clean, he's sober, he's workshopping new material. And the other thing I thought was interesting said, when I'm alone with myself, I don't like to be alone with myself because I'm literally alone with the person who tried to kill me. And oh, like, think about how dark that is because it's like so our, our minds and like what we allow ourselves and our vices. And we, we, we say, Oh, you need that. You need this drink right now. Or you need, like, it's really, it's, it's just, it shows that you never ever know what someone's going through because for so long, no one would have ever guessed that John Mulaney, he had like a squeaky clean image. That was part of his image was how squeaky clean he was. Now exactly. we are really fighting against that image now because it was announced last Monday that he and his wife were divorcing. She actually put out a, uh, her statement was just, I am, I think it was, I am heartbroken that John, uh, that John has decided to end our marriage. So it was very, John has decided to, mm-hmm. and obviously this was announced, I believe last Monday, but that doesn't mean that's when it happened. You guys, right. obviously they had dealt with that beforehand. Uh, right. So that wasn't the first time she was finding out or he was announcing it. It just, the public knew. Um, the other thing that then got brought up this week was that now John Mulaney is supposedly dating Olivia Munn. Yeah. And like I said, I do not know what Olivia Munn, like, I don't know how she spends her days or what she does for a living. All I know is that she's always dating some celebrity guy. And I'm sorry if that sounds misogynistic. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be like misogynistic and be like Taylor Swift, like shame someone for who they dated or their dating history. I just genuinely don't know what Olivia Munn, I still don't know. Like, I know she acts sometimes. I know that she hosted. She was in like, the newsroom, um, I think, because she was, and also she was. And she, she was a host, like she was an on-air host for some like, like, sh- like talk show. Like I don't know what she does. So the the interesting part of this story also is that not only that Olivia Munn has a celebrity uh, dating history, but that um, People Magazine, this is from, it says. Uh, years ago, Olivia Munn and John Mulaney were romantically linked. The actress recalled how the pair crossed paths while attending the same wedding. We were at a wedding together and I was like, oh my gosh, do you and your fiance, Anna Marie Tendler, want to go have dinner or something and go hang out? Munn 40 told HuffPost Live in 2015. Um, At first it was cool. And then I kept going up to him at the wedding like, so you having fun? She continued. I was just so obsessed with hanging out with him and talking with him. Munn said that she sent Mulaney, 38, an email after the wedding, but claimed that he never emailed back. The newsroom alum added, I might have got the wrong email, probably. That's what I tell myself. Um, Quote, this is very new. They're taking it slowly, a source close to the former Saturday Night Live writer says. They met at church in Los Angeles. Now, this is doing wonders for churches, I imagine, in Los Angeles. Women are just flocking to churches. Um, months Help before the, the coupling was, re- I don't know. It doesn't say that I want to know the church months before the coupling. What if it's like, uh, the, like church of like Scientology or Satanism or something months before the coupling was reported Munn publicly supported Mulaney as he entered rehab late last year after relapsing, following a struggle with addiction, uh, sending so much love and support to John Mulaney. She tweeted in December, you got this heart, uh, fire, uh, lightning. Strike. It sounds like she's always been kind of like trying to snatch him. 
Well, I mean, I don't know what it's like. And by the way, like uh, you guys listening, take it like, do you guys have your sights on other as guys? a woman? Well, as a woman, I think that if I, you know, was giving an interview and being like, I was so obsessed with like, just like wanting to talk to this person. I emailed him after and he's, you know, I met his fiance and he's literally in a serious relationship, whatever that relationship is, whether it's married, engaged, dating. If a man has a serious relationship, I just can't, I, I can't imagine like, you know, it's, it sounds like she like was very into him while he was in a relationship. That's the vibe I'm getting. I mean, because it's one thing to want to like be friends and like that, maybe that's, it was all innocent, but now it just seems so coincidental. Well, there are stand-up comedy like freaks that are just like so into stand-up comedy and maybe she was one of those people. And it's weird with like us normies because it's not like girls can see like Rick and accounting's accounting work. Like, Oh my God, he's my favorite accountant ever. I got to date that guy someday. Yeah, but yeah. with John Mulaney, it's like, if you love his standup, you think, you know, him, you think you already love him. And I mean, but it is dark because that is everybody. You guys, I've told this story in the podcast, but one of the first, my long term relationship before my marriage uh, was this girl, we moved out to LA together and she ended up with one of the creators of South Park. And I, it rocked my world. I mean, you talk about wanting to be an actor, trying to be funny and trying to, and then the guy from South Park, he was literally flying her to Italy and Hawaii. And I was trying to win her back. Is she still with them? No, 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 no. And I had no money. I had nothing. And I was, I, I mean, I, and this was like South Park's height of their popularity. And I was seeing billboards everywhere. I thought I was going insane so my heart goes out to john mulaney's ex who i hear is yeah. a pretty cool person I, just... I always say that like it's one thing it's one thing to go through a breakup like as a normal person and it's kind of like out of sight out of mind you're like yes. well like but yes exactly when you're, when you're a celebrity and all of a sudden you're seeing the new the person that's now replaced you like that has to be like just excruciatingly tough it, it really is just you're constantly reminded 30 more times a day when somebody's beloved yeah. like John Mulaney, especially like if they're yeah. a dick, you know, which, by the way, they one of the last things I want to talk about is Courtney and Travis Barker. Uh, Shauna Mokler has gotten involved a little bit uh, and and also their daughter, Bama, who I thought was a 33 year old woman. And it turns out she's a 15 year old girl posing yeah. as a 33 year old woman on her Instagram. Yeah. Um, but there is some weird shit. I don't know if you have followed this at all. I saw that she accused him of emotional abuse. Yeah. And she also, uh, uh, Bama, I guess, Alabama, I guess. Her Travis, Instagram is run by Travis. That's what she said, at least. Well, Travis also is one of those people that they base a lot of their lives on the movie True Romance, which is fine. But that's where Alabama, Bama comes from. That's why the Courtney, you're so cool uh, tattoo got. Uh-huh. So he's a, I love the movie too. I get it. But, um, but it's weird. So in these leaked uh, texts that Alabama released or something on her TikTok, I think it mm-hmm. said that Shanna said, it is so crazy that he's with Courtney. You know, I, I broke up our marriage initially because he was with Kim. I saw that. Yes. Kim when Kim was with Reggie Bush. Now, do you believe this? This is, I it? don't know. I, when I saw that, I was very surprised because it really just doesn't seem like, like Kim's type. And I'm not just saying that based on the fact that, you know, Kim Kardashian has, you know, dated a lot of black men. I'm not saying it for that reason. I feel like it's just like not her type just in general. He's like a scrawny, like 
<laughs> like well, with tattoos. You're, you're so dead on right. And the fact that even Courtney, I mean, Courtney is a little like she considers herself a little more artistic so I can see where, but I mean, Kim, also you can see it like Scott is a skinny white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it's kind of like- right. With Kim though, it just really would be so- it was so out of character, you guys, that when I was fantasizing, not about them having sex, but about that relationship, I was trying to really picture it. And it let, like, this is where I'm like going back to what I said earlier about conspiracies is sometimes things just aren't true. This would be so out of character and it would almost make me think so differently about Kim. In fact, there was that rumor that Kim hooked up with Meek Mill a couple years ago and, and Kanye yeah. knew about it. And like, I just don't know. Even from the Kim, like there's a lot of things to make fun of Kim about and there's a lot of things to pick on her about. But I just, I think we get a kind of a sense from her, from what we've seen of, right. it just like, also, I don't know. I guess there was a time when, I mean, this is a person that like, you know, potentially leaked their own sex tape with Ray J. Um, so you never know, but the Travis, I don't know. Like, yeah. Like why would Kim have not capitalized on that relationship at the time? Like, that's what I mean by Oxum's razor. Like me just looking at things, me like, what is most logical here? The most logical thing is that this is just, isn't true. Like it just isn't because like, how, how has this never come out? Like Kim at the time was very early on in her career where, you know, a celeb pairing like that would have been really, you know, so something up her in Kris Jenner's alley for like, sure. I was thinking, wouldn't it be insane? Like, so we had, and I hate to bring Demi Lovato up, but Demi Lovato, she had that engagement. Poot? You with, mean Poot? Poot, yeah, the, uh, yo you know. Um, she was engaged to Max Eric, which was an insane relationship. And they were like, Max Eric got discovered having tweets saying that Selena Gomez was a way better singer, way hotter than, you know, and he had done this. But it was obviously he was obsessed with these uh, these pop stars. What if it comes out that Travis Parker had a Kardashian obsession and like has been trying to nail a Kardashian for years? And maybe he put that rumor out about Kim. Like maybe he has like a vision board of Kim, and then he's like, "I ah, fuck it, I can't get Kim anymore. Let's go for Courtney." And now Courtney, like in my mind, that's the conspiracy theory I want to start. That Travis Parker is insanely obsessed Wait, with the Kardashian. I actually kind of like that theory that he wanted to put it out in the universe that like he. He's hooked up with Kim before. So yes. like, so he can be like, oh my God, he's hooked up with Kim and Courtney. Like, what a baller. <laughs> and, and then he's like, uh, hey Chloe, you want what you want what your sister's having? Hey, yeah, like restaurant's always open. Yeah. Like, I just don't, yeah. I mean, for all we know, it totally could be true. I just for some reason, I just am not, I'm just not seeing it. So Shanna Mochler, you guys, got her Travis tattoo removed. Um, but by the, also, by the way, we do know that, uh, Travis got a Courtney tattoo and Courtney, actually, we have an Instagram of them, uh, of, of her tattooing Travis. And it's like, but also to get a tattoo on Travis's, but I have a tattoo on Travis's body. The Sophie Ross has a tattoo. We I all do. at this point have, if you don't have, it's like when, uh, uh, Tay Diggs follows you on Twitter uh, you know, I'm more impressed with people that don't have Tay Diggs following them on Twitter. You Wait, know I, mean? I don't think. Tay Diggs follows me. Oh my God. He was the guy that for the first, like he followed ever. like, I want to know who my first, oh, he does it. He does follow 684,000 people. Oh, he followed everybody. Wait, the first celebrity who followed me on Twitter was Spencer Pratt. That was a huge deal for me. That's a big, by the way, Spencer Pratt follows me on Twitter too, because of something we had done in the past. And he is, he, I mean, that was a big one for me too, because I grew like part of my yeah. child, youth was watching that show. I was Wait, so excited. I was like, oh my God, like Spencer Pratt follows me on Twitter. Yeah. But um, <laughs> wait, did you watch Hill's New Beginnings this week? Um, oh my God, sorry. 
Did you um, watch Hills New Beginning? No, I didn't because I found it so like so boring. The it's, first the it's, first season it's, it's I couldn't really, get through it. It's glossy, but it's like that's why it's and also you just like I found myself even I was like Brody is a really good looking dude and his hair grows out really fast. And he's got like this. I was even like going, I think Brody's like, it's just like an hour long commercial about Brody being hot and Spencer of gaining weight. Spencer's eating pot pies through the entire thing. And then at the end, there's like this really great comedic moment where uh, Heidi's crying about potentially having another kid and uh, Spencer's eating a pot pie in bed and he drops a piece of pot pie. And like, he's more concerned with the pot pie dropping on his belly than his wife crying in lingerie in front of him. And it was just like a really amazing little tiny moment. See, I Uh, would, yeah. Like I feel like Spencer and Heidi have come such a long way. I'm happy for them. Like they're still together 10, 10 years later, 10 plus years later. I mean, and yeah. yeah, Spencer's hilarious. He's just a hilarious guy. Um. Uh. So, anyways, back to the 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 last thing about Travis Barker. I do think, like, I mean, I feel like their social media presence is so weird right now, and it's so in our faces. Like, I feel like we could get a reincarnation of a Meet the Barkers, which was an old MTV show about Travis Love Barker. Love that show. Loved it. People seem to have forgotten about it. Alabama I, and Tennessee, is that their names? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So they were like babies when that yeah. show was airing. So, I, I mean, I'm like, are we about, because it's weird now, all of a sudden we're getting stories about Bama, we're getting stories about, like, will there be a potential Meet the Barkers again? It's not, and and we don't know what the Kardashians Hulu deal. What if the Kardashians produce a Meet the Barkers uh, show? I mean, it just seems so weird how pushed this relationship is on us, the public. Um, I, I do now that now that you're talking about it like this, I think that the more that I think about it, the more that I'm like, is this a genuine relationship? Well, I mean, you, I mean, I don't, I don't want to put a conspiracy out there, but you do got to wonder why all of a sudden we're seeing so much. It's like, so in our faces. Instagram. We- it's like usually Courtney, even with when she was dating Eunice, Eunice, because he wasn't a celebrity. So she yeah. kind of like posted him like every so often, but not really with Travis. It's so in your face. They're so milking this, the attention they're getting. Yeah. Do you, um, uh, by the way, you, uh, what do you got? Five, 10, or you got to go now? What do you got? I want to make sure you. I have no. I have like I need to get. I have dinner at seven. I need to get ready. Yeah, yeah. So I probably like I can do like fifteen more minutes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So I'm curious about that. Also, Kardashian related. I wanted to get your opinion on. We still, you know, uh, Tristan came out and said, "I'll sue you if you blah blah blah." And it's been quiet, so we don't know who's getting paid off or what. But I gotta say, my friend pointed this out. The Kardashians recently episodes they're talking about surrogacy and. I have a feeling, uh, my friend says, well, third trimester, Chloe, uh, she always gets cheated on her third trimester. So I, my friend was saying that like, I bet any day now we, it gets revealed. Chloe is a new mother to a baby through surrogacy. You think so? I mean, it is weird. Like, and also it does like, also then if you do the cheating kind of math too, it's like, Tristan always seems to really stray when babies are involved because he cheated on her. Like, yeah. remember, like he was in the the delivery room and Kim and Courtney were there and they were like livid at him because the story broke the week of uh, her due date, you know? Right, right. I remember that. Yeah. But oh I my God. About I, mean, get, I, I bet we're about to get a Chloe baby. That's so, I guess like, I wonder why they wouldn't announce this earlier, I guess that they were expecting because I feel like, you know, that's something that 
they would maybe to protect the identity of the surrogate, which is, I can't remember if Kim did the same thing, but I feel like, you know, announcing that they're expecting would have been, you know, good PR for the show. Yeah. I, I I'm so curious. I mean, but I kind of have this weird feeling that she might be right. And that we might be getting that uh, that announcement any day now that she is a new mother and he's a new father, which would also explain how tragic all of this is. Um, uh, some round robin stuff here. I love Daily Mail. Megan Fox exclusive. Actress flashes her incredible abs in a ra- ravishing red satin bra and blazer on romantic night out to celebrate her birthday with Machine Gun Kelly in L.A. How is that an exclusive? How is this even a story I guess other than Machine Gun Kelly has a birthday and she looks fabulous in red. That's an exclusive article in Daily Mail. It's not a story. Daily Mail keeps so many people relevant that like would not be relevant otherwise. Uh, Think about uh, uh, Ireland Baldwin. Ireland Baldwin. Why the fuck do I know? Sorry, Nana. Ireland Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's (laughs) daughter with Kim Bassinger. There's an Ireland Baldwin story in the Daily Mail three or four times a week. Demi Demi Rose too. Oh my God, Demi Rose. Like who? Well, remember what was it? What what website was it? Was it Perez Hilton? No, but remember back in the day, uh, chicken, what, what did they call her? Chicken cutlets. It was this girl in LA and it was always like D-listed. D-listed called someone chicken cutlets. Oh, it was, it was the, it was someone who always wore Lucite heels. Who was the yeah, heel it, person? It, you guys will know exactly. Cause they, oh my God. Anyone who always... read D-listed in the early aughts will know what we're talking but about. It was funny though. That we, that we, they do have those people that they don't really do anything except be in the daily mail. Except be written about. Yeah. It's so, it's so weird. Like I wonder how they, that, but that is PR at work. So when I see like, you know, these, these kind of, gratuitous articles about Megan Fox and Travis Barker and Courtney and Machine Gun Kelly and Emrata and all of these celebrities where I'm like, where's like your actual body of work? Like, yeah, I mean, there's you, no, all you're doing is getting photographed. No body of work. The, the body is the work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Know, that's fair. I mean, that's fair whatever, but like, I'm still just like you, you are only staying relevant because of the daily mail. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, so two last things. Olivia Rodrigo delivers debut performance of latest single and her hit single, latest single, Good For You, and her first single, the uh, driver's license one, uh, on SNL last night. I watched it. I do have horrible news for everybody. I can prove it that Olivia Rodrigo is not 17 years old. She is a 42-year-old Russian woman. Yes. That is a, I, this I, is a Millie Vanilli situation happening, and we all are getting suckered. I do not believe in Olivia Rodrigo yet. Her I know voice, her voice is incredible. Well, it, she's the, I was started. She does this. I got my driver's license. No, she's doing, she does this. She does a shirt. She does a driver's license. I'm trying to, there's like a little affect. You know, I don't know what it is, but I, this reminds me, and I was around for this kids. Uh, Alanis Morissette. Oh, Alanis, oh, Alanis Morissette. Yes. She ruled the her uh, debut album. Jack oh my god! Girl. You're in the break, the oh, hair, and the yes. braids. And I feel <gasps> like I've seen a mix of that again, and which is I don't I love Alanis Morissette. I love her, and I'm just I don't know. It's just so funny when you see. That's why I say pop culture is is circular. Like everything happens again. Is that we're having this? People are thinking this is like. It is cool to have breakout stars, and obviously she is insanely talented. Her voice really is for such a 
I hate like such a tiny person. She seems so tiny. I know. I such was a voice so, and a presence. It's really, I think that's why it's like she has been shot to fame in a way that feels very organic. Like she is just, or and I know some people say industry plant this that. She actually has well, this. You still have to have talent. talent. And I think that SNL kind of proved that because it's live. Like she has nothing but a microphone and a p- someone playing piano when she was singing that. And it's like, yeah. you are just struck by her raw talent. That's not There's like no auto tune. There's no Ashley Simpson auto tune, you know? Right. And the fact that she wrote that song and she is a little. Well, tiny I, don't, I don't know if I believe she wrote this. Anymore. Wait, but that's why she blew up on TikTok because she was taking her TikTok followers on the journey of her, like working on this song. Okay. So well. she. So she was like, I mean, who knows? Maybe, no, maybe. I'm just, I'm just, I would see, but I get, this is another thing where I'm like, I get like. You're I, skeptical. Well, I'm skeptical because, you know, yeah. she's a part of the high school musical cast. Yeah, true, second true, season. true. But, uh, and, and by the way. I'm the usually guy, a cynic too. The guy she was talking about in that song, you, so Joshua you know Bassett. this, Joshua Bassett. Came he out. kind of came out or yeah. said, you know, his sex, you know, that Harry Styles is hot. And I think it sounds fluid. like he's like sexually fluid. Yeah. Well, and that's great. But I thought that was another fascinating wrinkle. And I was, I was hoping on SNL, she changed a couple lyrics in that song. Like, wouldn't it have been amazing? She's like, but then I found out like always that dude with the, you know, cause she talks about this other girl that's older in the song. I would Sabrina. love if she switched it up to like a Harry Styles reference or something, you know? Well, um, yeah, I thought that was, I mean, like, who knows? I don't keep up with, like, that whole love triangle, but I know that that's a very popular, like, Disney Plus show that a lot of kids keep up with all of that. I don't really yeah. keep up with it. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it really, like, changes anything about the song because, like, she still was, like, you know, in love with this guy as a teenager who, you know, she still could be in love with him even knowing that he's sexually fluid so like who knows what's going on with them I mean, kid, kids these days i mean i'm sure they're kids dealing with days. sexual like, fluidity all the time now you he's know? like a literal that's like it's like she was born in 2003 so let's just jeez let's just you know take a moment she was yeah. born in 2003 like she is literally a freaking child so uh, for me just seeing like this like little baby perform on snl and do such an amazing job like, such, i'm just always, impressed. yeah and she looked amazing. Her hair, her, I was like, oh my God, what's her skincare routine? And I'm like, oh yeah, being 17. <laughs> so her album, I believe comes out this week, you guys. Um, so uh, I'm sure we'll be inundated with all of this, this, this summer comes out May 21st. It's called sour. So um, we'll see like if every song on that is a banger. I mean, she's really, she will be probably headlining festivals by like a year from now in some weird, I'm telling because the same thing happened with Billie Eilish, Billie Eilish was just starting to do like arenas. And now all of a sudden she's headlining music festivals everywhere. So it'll be interesting to see what this summer has for her, but it seems like it's going to be an insane summer. Um, so I wanted to bring that out. Yeah. The last thing I wanted just really quickly. I know you probably saw this, uh, but will you uh, Bravo TV announce all their lineup for the next year, kind of, or all of these new shows that they're working on. Mm-hmm. And real quickly, I just wanted to read some of them to you. So they're calling the Summer House spinoff uh, w- that we were calling Winter House, they're calling it Summer House Winter Charm. Yeah, it's such a clunker. It's, I mean, what? I mean, like, is there, uh, I mean, who, who is the genius that thought, like, I mean, do you get It would be so simple word? to just call it Winter House. We we're grown up and like we can realize that people in the Southern Charm universe is in it without saying charm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like we can we can handle it like without the word charm in it. Or like 
I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm a copywriter, so I come up with like full-time I'm a copywriter. So I come up with like puns and like word plays all the time. I'm like, if they just asked me to sit down, I could have come up with something way better than that. We also have a Candy Burris side project, Old Lady Gang project, which will follow her restaurant with the Old Lady Gang ladies. It seems like they're really going to lean into more Vanderpump Rules style shows because yeah. Lava's uh, Republic restaurant from Southern Charm supposedly is in the process of getting a show too. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't announce that here, but that's what I'm uh, hearing. I didn't know. That's that's exciting. Shout Again, out to Craig Conover. Leva spent her whole, you know, debut season just explaining racism to people. Exactly, so I'm exactly. In, yeah. Um, also, uh, Craig Conover is sewing down South Store opened this week on the same street as Leva's Republic Place. So you guys can go in there and buy pillows from your king. Uh, also, yeah. Bravo does a Life is a Ballroom show, which is about ballroom dancing. They always have one where I'm like, do you know me at all, Bravo? Yeah, like what? I, mean, I think that that's, but that's one of the niche ones. They randomly do the niche ones that are supposed to attract probably like new. Yeah, Ryan, you're complaining about new, that about Bravo not bringing in new people. I, this I know, lot. no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Stop you're right. gatekeeping. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I, you're, you know what? You're a hundred percent right, Sophie. But uh, they're going to do another below deck adventure, which is going to have more adventures in it. Uh, Kate Chastain. I feel like I need to get in the into the below deck cinematic universe. Oh, it's so good! It is so below, guys. I don't know where to start. Well, be start, below deck sailing yacht this season is so great, guys. They did my dream. This the guy crashed the yacht this week, and like <laughs> you know, I always that was my dream. The guy crashed it twice in one episode, and you're telling me that's like worthy of an Emmy. Like that. Wait, I want to watch that now, but I, I really don't know where to start. Like someone needs to help me. Do they get a new cast every single season? Uh, yeah. Sometimes there's holdovers. The captain will usually be the same. Uh, so captain can Glenn. I just like start wherever? Yeah. It's you'll, okay. you'll pick it up immediately. This okay. Is, so I'm going to start that. Good though. Also, these are what I want to pay attention to love match Atlanta and love without borders early 2022. And it's really like, they are kind of stealing the concept of 90 day fiance of like love overseas and then love in Atlanta of like, I think dating in Atlanta and stuff like that. But I'm like, F it. Yeah. Steal, steal from yeah. TLC, all you want. You guys that get in the great. game. I love it. When was the last time they came out with like a completely new show? Well, I, I mean, you had yeah, Backyard I'm... Envy and um, you had um, uh, Backyard Envy and that summer camp one, Camp Getaway or... Uh... Oh, see, I didn't watch either of those. Yeah, I didn't either. It's just see, so they, sad they, yeah, they it. have to come up with like really good concepts, I feel like, to like draw the viewers in for these shows. Like Backyard, did anyone watch that? I don't think, obviously not, but they had two seasons and they, I just never watched it and I feel now bad. Is it canceled now? I don't think it's officially canceled, but oh. also Family Karma is coming back first week of june but um wouldn't it be cool if they bravo did like a reject house and it was like Jax taylor hannah burner monique you put them all in a no. house okay in first of all do not categorize monique with Jax and hannah how <laughs> beast how <laughs> well that is true actually monique is the one that chose not to come back on her end, not on and, end. and i'm still team monique so i by the way i am if you listeners know i am team monique as well so um, so I think that is something to look out for, but yeah, that is it. You guys, I'm sure we have forgotten like 30 stories, but we have yeah. gone long. She's got to meet the, her mom and Nana and N Nana. Wish me luck. That. Wish me luck. Tell them I said, hi, please. Um, oh, I'm going to tell them now about, um, your Ohio state connection yes. and the fact that you 
like have a history with acting because my grandma, Nana Jojo, always acted in Cincinnati theater. Oh my God. I'm telling you, your parent, your, your Nana will be on the podcast one day. So I think that she would love if she's listening right now, which I hope she is Nana. Hi. Oh, just, just give me a sound clip to Sophie and I'll put it right in the pod. You know, we don't have to talk. Just give me a sound clip and I'll put it right in the podcast. Perfect. Um, have a great rest of your day and have a great uh, rest of your week, Sophie. And you guys have a great rest of your week. Is there anything we need to support you with this? Any articles coming out? Oh my God. This week was really, I like adjusted my taxes. I have, you know, the fam here. I don't know. I'll keep you guys posted. Just follow me. I can't even remember what's going on in my life. Honestly, just taxes and grandma. Would you ever write an article from like your perspective of a person who just moved uh, during the pandemic and dealing with your family? I mean, like, do you ever what, write first person stuff like that? Or is it always just articles? Wait, like just like a personal essay about my yeah, personal do you, I mean, Well, no, personal essays that I think, I think you speak to a lot of young women and all that oh stuff. Like, do you ever, do you ever do that? Is that a consideration or no? I don't want to like spill the beans, but there is, you know, my own personal writing hub that I am in the process of okay. on, which will have, you know, more different kind of stories that, you know, aren't just about, you know, whatever it is, like housewives. Yeah. No, I think you would be great at that. That's the only reason I'm not saying you're not great. I'm just saying, I think there's any, anyways, guys, we will keep <laughs> you posted on all breaking Sophie Ross news and yes. we will talk to you next week. Hopefully. Okay. So Yes, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Betches.